1: They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on On the the air air on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: All right. Hello. 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 I guess the uh, our newswoman, Jacqueline Carl, just told you that the suspected gunman in Illinois has just confessed. Robert Cremo said he did it. Shot up all those people, uh, mainstream media, trying to ignore the fact that this guy looks like your poster child for Antifa, that he identifies himself on social media as an ultra-liberal, not ultra-maga, ultra-liberal. Um, and uh, he flew off the deep end. He's been kind of out of it for a long time, threatening his family, threatening to commit suicide, Uh, probably triggering all the red flag laws, except he didn't trigger any red flag laws. (laughs) He was still able to get these guns legally. Uh, Those things really don't work. They just make it uh, difficult for law-abiding folks. Um, Hey, I'm not going to blame the left for this, just like I think it's unfair when folks turn to the right. These guys are maniacs. There are some out there. I think there's too many people on medication, Medication can help people. I'm talking about the psychotropic drugs. Uh, what do you, I don't want to name names because then the pharmaceutical companies get very, very up in arms and I don't need more legal trouble in my life. Not that I have too much legal trouble in my life. But um, have you noticed that? I mean, we did not have these things uh, 10, 15 years ago. Well, Columbine was the first. Columbine was the first, really, where we had a couple of young kids open fire on a school um, yeah, young kids. Oh, this is no kid. He's 20 years old, this Cremo. 21. He'll be 22 in September. That's uh, an adult. That's a full grown. But was he on these drugs? I'd like to know. We always have the same argument, same trite, overdone argument about background checks and waiting periods and gun control and the assault weapons ban and and all that stuff. Sometimes they'll talk about video games. I think that's actually a valid uh, topic of discussion, but they don't bring it up all that much. They never bring up psychotropic drugs, okay? Because you got all these people on medication. Again, it can help people, but it says right in the commercial sometimes that suicidal ideations can follow. Well, suicidal and homicidal, they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? It's kind of interesting. It's like, uh, why why would they... Why would it result in homicide or suicide? If you're really depressed and you're down in the dumps, you're like too depressed to like go through the trouble of getting a gun and doing something with it. So you, you take these pills, you feel a little bit better and then you got the energy and the clear headedness to go out and buy a gun and shoot somebody. Could it work that way? A lot more study and discussion needs to happen about that. It's okay to talk about these things until recently, Right? You got to watch what you say. Hey, guess what? Mark Hamill, remember Luke Skywalker from Star Wars? Mark Hamill, who uh, was basically, let's face it, a bit of a one-hit wonder as far as acting goes. He was in that movie, and then nobody really heard from him until social media started. And um, he's a superstar in social media. Uh, Why? Well, he's left-leaning. He's always, you know, he's a Trump hater and all that stuff. So what happened? He... He liked somebody's tweet. You know, you can press a like. just means you liked it. And you press the little heart icon, and then it goes, it registers as a like. Sometimes tweets get no likes. Sometimes they get four likes. Sometimes they get four billion likes. And somebody, I guess, had a tweet up there making fun of trans people, and he liked it. And now they want to cancel him. Now they want to take him out, all right? It doesn't all that All that liberal virtue signaling that he's been doing for years now. And by the way, I I said he's a one-hit wonder. He's done a couple of Star Wars movies. He's uh, very big in cartoons and uh, computer games and can be all washed away if you do or say or like the wrong thing. That cancel culture mob, it is really right out of red China. It's right out of the cultural revolution. We can't give in to this nonsense, okay? We cannot be afraid. I met a great guy last night on my TV show, the Newsmax show, which I know is on at 10 o'clock now. Sometimes some, some of you folks don't like it on at 10. Just know this. It is much better for me. More time to fight the fake news and more time to take care of my family and my body. And uh, so far, so good today. I I did cheat with a bag of Fritos. Uh, you got to keep those away from me, but I am doing much better. Yes, usually I had a bushel of bananas when I walked into this place. Literally a bushel. Yesterday I had one. Today I've had zero. Uh, I went running this morning. I went running yesterday morning. I lifted weights yesterday morning. I'll lift weights tonight. I feel pretty damn good. And the other thing, and we've talked about this, and I told you, I, I'm totally honest, you know, I... Fall off the wagon sometimes uh, in terms of my Bible reading, not drinking. I have successfully not had a drink in almost five years, and that has been wonderfully transformative. If you're on the fence about it, just go for it. Just give it up. Nothing, nothing is better with alcohol. Nothing. I don't know anything about drugs. I smoked pot maybe four times in my life. I didn't like it each time, and I, I waited a good four years before trying it again. Don't recommend that, but if you think you're drinking too much, you probably are. Life is so much better, so much better, waking up so much more energy, the silly roller coasters that I used to be on all the time, you know, it's just, so I got that going for me. Uh, Oh, but falling off the wagon, by that I meant, you know, not reading the Bible the way I, for the most part of the past five years, it's gone hand-in-hand with my sobriety, reading the Bible and. For a long time, it was almost like brushing my teeth, you know, just that automatic. And then, you know, I start to feel really good, and, you know, I just get distracted, and there's always something to get distracted with, and you do this, and you do that, and then you realize, gee, I'm talking about reading the Bible a lot more than I'm reading the Bible. And that's uh, that's that was the case for, uh, I want to say a matter of weeks, but maybe a couple of months, two, three months. So I'm back in it, back in the good word, and then where do you start? Where do you start? Where do you start? That's a tough one. And there are a million different answers for it. Some people begin at Genesis and read all the way through. I actually heard it of from all people. Denzel Washington, just randomly, I read an interview of his, and he says, I try to read a few pages a day. And that's kind of my—that's what I do, a couple of pages a day. And sometimes, though, I'm at a point, where do I read? Where do I start? What's going on? Where? where? And then you open the Bible and you realize— this is where I'm supposed to start. This, I had some question that was bothering me. I can't go into it because it involves other people. I'm not going to go into it, but it was on my mind this morning and last night, and then I opened the Bible and the answer was right there. It's one of those amazing things. It's like this is real. This is our way to get closer to God and it's it's it it it, it, it it's real. It's not a joke. It's not a myth. God and Jesus, they both exist, and they want the best for all of us and you can get to know them first by opening up that Bible now for me again, I never had much luck opening the bible i I, I usually you know in the hotel room, you find it but who what's that group? The Gideons leave it there, and who are the Gideons by the way? they sound like great people i don 't know anything about them though, and you open the Bible and the language can be mysterious at first, like what does this mean? How do I start well Ten years ago, someone gave me a copy of the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible, and I promptly put it on the shelf and said, I don't need this. <laughs> really, that's how I felt. Now that very Bible is my physical—in the physical world, that's my most precious possession in terms of inanimate objects, although I don't consider it inanimate. It's a kind of a living, breathing thing, that Bible, and— um Anyway, it has little footnotes, the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible. It has little things like that, little essays that help me. And now I find that I don't actually need those essays as much. But it was a great, you know, it was great training in a way. It was almost like wearing cleats or something like that, okay? Just to get me in the zone, to get me in the game, and it's uh, made a tremendous difference, tremendous. Even this morning, wow. You know, what's the answer, God? And boom, there it is. First paragraph, first sentence on the first page I opened to. It's like I asked a question and he answered out loud. Well, it wasn't out loud. It was in written form, but it was right there. And I don't want to say it's spooky. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And that's not the first time it's happened. It's happened many times. So consider that. I hope you do. Uh, what else is going on? Joe Biden is a dead man walking, a dead man walking. Nobody likes him. Everybody knows it. The the, the Democrats have had it with this guy, had it, they're done. And now you got major dudes like Jay Johnson, who is he, former Obama Department of Homeland Security secretary, saying this kind of stuff out loud. And this is, this is really aggressive. Again, friend of Obama's, big dude in the Democrat Party, saying this out loud about Joe Biden. Cut 31, please.
0: I don't know that Joe Biden has definitively made up his mind to run in 2024. I'm sure at some point he's going to have that conversation with his family. My advice would be unconventional. Um, make that announcement. If you're not running, make that announcement sooner rather than later, even before the midterm. That opens the
1: floodgates. That's it,
2: sure. when
0: it gives others an opportunity to prepare.
2: Uh, they want him gone. He can't win. They know it. Uh, Some people want him to resign. Some people want him to say he's not running even before the midterms. And uh, what next, though? Pete Buttigieg? I I think Mike Bloomberg is looking at getting back in. I think Mike Bloomberg, actually. What do you think? Do you miss me now? He could do it with all of that money. It's very, very possible. Uh, Are you watching my Newsmax show? Because um, I'm making waves when I said DeSantis should drop out. Of the 2024 um, cycle, people were, some people were very excited and encouraged. Other people were very upset. It made major news. And last night I had a few things to say to uh, Mitt Romney. My goodness gracious, Mitt Romney put out the most arrogant op-ed. I think I told you about this, right? Accusing us of being blithe about things like inflation and climate change. And he sounds very much like a Democrat and very much reminding everyone why we didn't like this guy. Um. In the first place, he should be thanking Joe Bi- uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah, those guys are friends. He actually called Joe Biden a genuinely good man. Joe Biden is genuinely not a good man. I mean, he can be saved some some day somehow, but he's not a good guy. And here's a little bit of proof on that. This is Joe Biden actually saying Mitt Romney wants to put black people in chains. Does a good man say that? Mitt Romney wants to put black people in chains. He said it back in 2012. Go ahead. Cut 34, please.
3: Look at what they value and look at their budget and what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the He said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains.
2: Put you all back in chains. You know, it really means business. They're really trying to get down when they say y'all. I hear white people saying that more. I hear black people saying it more. Y'all, it's a bit of a Southern thing. Y'all. Again, Dolly Parton and uh, Joe Biden, they're the only ones who say y'all. Yeah, Mitt Romney's on my mind a lot. He wants to be, believe it or not, he thinks the country will coalesce, coalesce around him. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. He really understands our situation, doesn't he? Don't trust a guy who installs a garage in his I'm sorry an elevator in his garage an elevator in his garage an elevator in his garage cut 35 please
4: this is the garage at Mitt Romney's La Jolla home and there are big plans for it including a sophisticated car elevator called the phantom park that will take his cars and lower them into a 3600 foot basement
2: a 3600 foot basement Mitt Romney has a basement that big installing a <laughs> an elevator uh and one other thing about him one other thing you got to remember uh, now he's pro-life here he is the big his big political debut he's running for the Senate against Ted Kennedy back in 1994. Mitt Romney Mormon right right family man all that stuff pro-life here he is this is this is who he really is cut 37. I
1: believe that abortion should be safe and legal in this country. I believe that since Roe v. Wade has been the law for 20 years, that we should sustain and support it. And I sustain and support that law and the right of a woman to make that choice.
2: How about that, huh? Phony baloney. I'll be right back.
1: Greg Greg Kelly, on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Sound familiar? An ultrasound. We've all heard that sound before, right? A little baby's heart beating. One more time, please. Beautiful, right? Any... any Perspective mother or father or you know i've seen these videos on facebook you know they love it it's amazing and that little heartbeat how long have we been able to hear that heart i mean anybody can hear it i mean you go to the doctor and you're pregnant and you're going to hear that sound beat your heartbeat you're going to hear that sound you don't have to have a special account with national geographic or anything like that to hear that miraculous sound can i hear it one more time please that's a baby's heartbeat So, and that's my answer as to why there isn't more carnage in the streets right now about Roe v. Wade being overturned. A lot's happened in the past 49 years. Uh, number one, I think women have figured out effective ways to not get pregnant. For the most part, yes, there are still abortions and there are still unwanted pregnancies. And, uh, but we have figured out, they have figured out, I mean, there are all kinds of ways to not get pregnant that don't entail abortion. Okay. The other thing is we now have the technology to hear a beautiful heartbeat like that and also to see the baby's face. I mean, we all get those pictures, right? They weren't doing that in 1973, 1983, 1993. They weren't doing that. Now we know. You know, there's you don't hear too much of a debate anymore about whether or not it's a life, right? Remember, that was the big debate. Is is a fetus a life? Is it can we consider it a life? Nobody talks about that anymore. We just talk about the woman's right to choose, right? Not to not, not, choose what? You must have a choice because we all pretty much, I think we pretty much know, everybody, that that's life. How is this not life? How is this not life? One more time there, uh, Freddie. Go ahead. That's life. You're going to let somebody go in there with uh, surgical equipment and stop it? No, no. This is this is why people aren't even talking about it. I'm in liberal enclaves all the time. Sometimes they don't even know that I'm a conservative, and I'm just sitting there nodding my head, yeah. Um, but they're not talking about this. They're talking about TV shows. They're talking about the beach diet, whatnot, trans issues. They're not talking about this as much as I thought they'd be. Yes, I know. I saw the riots, too, and I saw Antifa get upset, and I saw that... Exit ramp cut off in Los Angeles, but that's it. I haven't seen too much. I haven't seen too much or heard too much, and I think that's good. And you know who gets the credit? Donald Trump, Amy Coney Barrett, Justice Kavanaugh. Why do I always have trouble with his uh, his first name, Kavanaugh? And then Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh. He made those happen. Those guys happen. Mitt Romney. He's never gotten anything done in his life. All he does is look handsome. All Liz Cheney does is look goofy. These two are incredible. Lecture- now, now, both of them still want to be president. Liz Cheney, actually. Liz Cheney, that broken-down woman from Wyoming, who's about to be ejected from the United States House of Representatives. How long has she been there? Since 2016? She's a swab creature. She's had all kinds of jobs in the State Department, this, that, and the other thing. Um, when your dad is a former vice president worth about $200 million, lots of doors open up for you. She thinks those doors include the presidency. I can't believe, are they humoring her? No, I wish. She's actually a presidential contender, according to her. Cut 33, please. Cut 33.
3: Do you see yourself running for president as a way to prevent what you say would be the destruction of the party? You know, I... damaging our country? Uh, uh
4: i haven 't made a decision about that yet, and'm um, I 'm I'm obviously very focused on my reelection i 'm very focused on the January sixth committee i 'm very focused on my obligations to do the job that I have now, and uh, i 'll make a decision about twenty four down the road
2: down the road. Wow, is she going to is she going to bring us her talents nationally i've already heard enough i've seen enough. These are the kinds of people the fake news. Love, and they love Mitt Romney still. They hated him in 2012, but now that he's uh, anti-Trump, this is this guy's in. He voted for impeachment. Remember that about Romney. We wouldn't have gotten Roe v. Wade if he had tried to impeach, if they had voted to convict Donald Trump. And you heard him just a moment ago saying he believes in Roe v. Wade, right? He believes in it. Of course, he changes his tune. Uh, let's see, where is he now? Cut 38. I'm in favor of uh, a pro-life policy.
1: The legislation that relates to abortion is something which is going to have to be uh, uh, approved by the Supreme Court. And the key decisions I'll take as the president will be, number one, stopping uh, funding for Planned Parenthood, reinstituting the Mexico City policy which says our funds can't be used for abortion around the world, and appointing justices to the Supreme Court that will follow the Constitution, hopefully reverse Roe v. Wade, and return to the states the authority for making law with regards to abortion.
2: Well, real technocrat there. Uh, 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 Maybe, yeah, and I will do this, and then we will defund that. And, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Well, Trump did it. And you know why he's not speaking with passion? Well, he's not a passionate guy. But he doesn't believe in anything. Same guy, 1994. This wasn't some obscure race for uh, dog catcher. He's running for the United States Senate. And oh, by the way, he gets his ass handed to him by Ted Kennedy. Cut 37.
1: I believe that abortion should be safe and legal in this country. I believe that since Roe v. Wade has been the law for 20 years, that we should sustain and support it. And I sustain and support that law and the right of a woman to make that choice.
2: Huh? That was energy, conviction, passion. That's how he really feels. I also have pictures of him swimming in $100 bills. Mitt Romney swimming in $100 bills. He says Trump brags and is greedy. Huh? Huh? total phony who's going nowhere has never been reelected ever be right back
1: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network
2: Okay let's take some calls real quick we've got um Marianne in Philadelphia ooh where they've got the worst mayor in the world Marianne hold on a second we have this guy uh listen to him this is the mayor of Philadelphia his name is Jim Kenny And he doesn't like his job at all. He wants out. He's done being mayor. He can't stand it. It's a big pain in the neck. Public safety and all that stuff? Bah. No. Too many worries. Cut 22, please. Cut 22.
1: Everything we have in the city uh, over the last seven years, I worry about. I don't enjoy Fourth of July. I don't enjoy the the Democratic National Convention. I don't enjoy the the, uh, 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 NFL draft. I'm waiting for something bad to happen all the time. So it's, I'll be happy when I'm not here, when I'm not mayor and I can enjoy some stuff. You're looking forward to not being mayor? Yeah. As a matter of fact.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's smiling. He's surrounded by cops, by the way, who are very grim and solemn. What, why were they all out there? Two Philadelphia police officers had just been shot. And this guy can't be bothered. Marianne in Philadelphia. You know anything about this guy?
4: Yeah. He said he'll be he'll be happy when he's not here.
2: What a bum! Let's
4: he, yeah, let's hope he moves to Canada.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah. What's up I with
4: wanted, you? I wanted to thank you for your service. Okay. No problem. In the, in the military, I want to thank you very much, and I'm glad your dad made it home from the Vietnam. Uh oh. And yeah. Is there a I'm butt dead. coming here? No. Oh, I'm beautiful. Saying, anyway, I'm thank you for saying that about
2: my dad and my service and all that stuff. What else is going on?
4: Yeah, because I lost somebody in Vietnam.
2: Ooh, who?
4: But me. Anyway. Who? The, the love of my life.
2: But it wasn't. He wasn't like your. He was like, uh, you know, I from afar.
4: 19, I was. I was nineteen. He was twenty-one.
2: Boyfriend, girlfriend, kind of thing.
4: Yeah, but you know, when you meet the right one, you know it.
2: Well, I'm so sorry. Wow. Have you ever been to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington DC and look up his name?
4: No, but my son did and he took his and he got his name off a bit.
2: Uh yeah, you can do that. It's it's a very beautiful thing, uh, that memorial.
4: Yeah.
2: And right.
4: um, uh uh-huh. keep going. I wanna I wanna right. When I when about the Bible, um when I have something that's bothering my heart I try to put it into a word that best describes what I'm feeling, and I look in the back of the Bible. is a concordance. It's like a dictionary, and you look up the word, and then you look up all the verses that are underneath the word, and some of the verses will address your problem better, and you look them. Look up the verses, through. You go back in the Bible and look up the verses and you read them. And it's like, you're asking the Lord a question, and he's answering your question. And after that, there's no need to ask anyone else, because you've got your final answer. <laughs> you know?
2: It, it is amazing. You're right. I, <laughs> I told you I no longer have psychiatrists once I started reading the Bible. I don't need psychiatrists. I just need the Bible. Now... The reference guide that you're talking about, I've, I've I've once looked online, like, okay, I'm going through this, where should I go in the Bible? At the back of every Bible, they have this thing?
4: At most of the Bibles, yeah, they usually have what they call a concordance. It's like a dictionary. And any word that comes into your mind, you look it up in the back of the Bible, and there's usually quite a few verses yes. underneath the word, And then you look. You write them down on a piece of paper, and then after you're done, you go through the Bible and look up the verses. And it's like you're asking the Lord a question, and then he's answering your question. Uh, There's no need to ask anyone else when you're done because you just feel like, okay, I'm good. you know.
2: I love it. I love it. What do you do if you don't like the answer? Ah, there it is, the concordance. You're right. There's the concordance. Right there at the end. Now, I've been through this a million times. I've never seen the concordance. How could I have missed the concordance?
4: (laughs) I have something about Mayor Kenny.
2: Wait, hold on a second. It's all here. I mean, everything. From Ant, you could look up Alive, you could look up Alone, you can look up... I mean, it's almost like a dictionary. You can look up Asia, you can look up uh, uh, Bar, you can... It's just... You can look up cook, everything.
4: Yeah, grief, everything.
2: And even named Caesar's in here, Caesar Philippi. Uh, All right, this is a very great handy-dandy tool that uh, you have introduced to me, Marianne. You know, I've got two Bibles. I've got the online, I've got one in my iPad, but I've never, you know, I always, let me see something. That is all the way in the back. I've made it through the Bible. I'm not kidding. I have. But this is, okay, this is all the way after all of the footnotes. That's one of the reasons why I was here. It's all the footnotes, pages and pages and pages of footnotes. Hundreds of pages, well, not hundreds, but dozens of pages of footnotes. All right, look, um, one thing, that's, that's really cool. That's really great. Thank you for telling me about this. Uh, what else did you want to say, uh, Marianne, about Mayor Kenny? <clears throat> well, you
4: know, when he removed uh, Frank Rizzo's statue,
2: I didn't know he did that, but Frank Rizzo was a bit of a, wow, he was a cantankerous guy. Um, But I didn't know he he did that.
4: He was a heck of a cop, though, I must say. You
2: know? That's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. I mean, he was kind of a, you know, he's pretty raw, politically incorrect by today's standards. Frank Rizzo. uh, So they removed his statue and then what?
4: Met him in person.
2: What happened when they removed his statue?
4: Well, I met him in person, and, and he was just, he was very tender when it came to his wife. He had a very, real soft spot. He was just as much a tender person as he was a good cop, you know what I mean? And when they were getting ready to move his statue, his statue what he said, well, he doesn't. Um, All right,
2: go ahead. What the, happened?
4: The neighborhood has become more diverse, and he feels as if Frank Rizzo. Is not doesn't address the neighborhood anymore.
2: Well, and
4: then, and then he looked at a statue, and when he looked at him, he looked at him like he was intimidated. Every time he walked by his statue on the way into his job, he was intimidated by, by the his statue? statue. By
2: the statue. Yeah. All right, because that guy's got some issues. Hey, one one video—well, I don't want to bring it up because it's not, it's not him at his best moment. Eh, it's actually pretty good. He gets confronted by a reporter at his house while he's walking the dog, and Frank Rizzo tells the guy to take a hike in a pretty colorful uh, way. Um, listen, Frank Rizzo, we'll see what history ultimately decides. I have figured this out. I was talking about it uh, just this morning. History almost always throws out everything that they were saying at the time about the person. For instance, Truman— Everybody hated Truman. I know he got elected, but uh, you know Dewey defeats Truman. He was considered a bad president, in way over his head. The press was terrible, and now he's one of the best. He's uh, one of the very good presidents. Uh, McCullough wrote a book. It totally so historians are gonna they're gonna want to get rid of all the fake news, and they're gonna be able to look at the historical record, not the sound bites. Not the little quotation marks, but the entire thing. And I think Trump is going to be treated very well by history. Marianne, thank you. Frank Rizzo, everybody. Uh, One more. We've got Steve in St. Louis, Missouri. Far away. Hi, Steve.
3: Hey, how are you, Greg? Fine. Personally, I want to thank you for your show. I love your show. It's so informative and interesting and inspiring, too. It's entertaining also. Thanks. Uh, I want to know why you're so pro-life. Why can't a woman decide what she wants to do with her own body? She becomes pregnant, and she says, no more, goodbye. Why can't she decide to do that?
2: Well, I believe that there are two bodies at stake here, all right? It's not just one body. Can I hear the uh, the heartbeat again? I mean, what do we do about this body? The woman wants to uh, terminate a pregnancy, but maybe this this body does not want to be terminated. Go ahead. See, Steve, that's my answer to you. You can't choose to take that out. You can't choose to have that removed. You can't choose. That's not a choice. Your choose is your choice is to not get pregnant. By the way, and there are so many ways to not get pregnant. You got to be. I mean, <laughs> you got this pill. You got that pill. You got condoms. You got abstinence. You got the uh, rhythm method. You got the withdrawal method. You've got other things you can do besides intercourse i mean there are lots of things going on out there and i think most people have figured that out steve so anyway that's why i'm pro-life i think i won them over thank you uh mickey is in new jersey one more and then i really gotta uh, mickey hi
5: hi greg uh bishop fulton Sheen's show life is worth living was on television from 1952 to 1955 on his show titled Patriotism, Fulton Sheen opened with a story about patriotism. All right, slow
2: down a little bit, all right? Slow down. Okay. Uh Fulton sure. Sheen Fulton Sheen, uh he was like the Cardinal O'Connor, right? He was uh yes. I remember and he had this black the show, obviously he was in black and white, and he would just talk to the camera and
5: yeah, he'd wear life his worth living regalia
2: right. and everything like that. Was he Chicago or New York? He was New York, right?
5: I think he was New York, yeah. All right. What about him? Okay. So on his show about patriotism he opens his show saying in the year 2024 a woman was elected president of the United States the press pr- the press approached the woman's husband and said how do you feel about your wife being elected and the husband said I regret only I have one wife to give to my country that was his you know that was Fulton Sheen's story about patriotism but when he said in the year 2024 a woman was elected president I screamed at the TV. I couldn't believe that. It was just so poignant with everything that's going on now.
2: Right. Now, what are you doing sitting around watching uh, reruns of the Fulton Sheen show?
5: He's on EWTN. That's the Catholic channel.
2: Uh Uh-huh. They still run it?
5: Yeah. But he was
2: obviously joking, right?
5: Well, it was a story about patriotism. That was a story that he related to patriotism. He used that story about the woman becoming president in 2024, and when her husband was asked how he felt about it, his response was, I regret I only have one wife to give to my right. country. I got
2: it. Yeah, no, the it joke. It's crazy. not that It's not that funny a joke. I guess back in 1955 it must have been hilarious. But, uh, look, that's interesting, very interesting. I don't think it means anything. I don't think it's going to – That look, I'm up for Trump in 2024, and he's no woman. Um Anything else we should know about Cardinal Sheen?
5: He's brilliant. He really—the show's on—the program is EWTN Life is Worth Living, and you can Google it. He's on the computer. He's just brilliant about a lot of things. Another great guy is uh, Father Mitch Pacwa. He has a call-in show once a week where you could either call him or send him an email. He'll answer any question you have about the Bible. It's absolutely fascinating. All
2: right. I am. Uh, it's all coming back to me about uh, Cardinal Sheen. I have seen that. He was a master communicator, and he, there's something very special happening— and I, I didn't know, 1952 to 1955. Uh, thank you, Mickey, very much. I, I, I should check that out. I do remember, what was that thing that they showed the, uh, the the Dean Martin roasts, and they were making fun of Ronald Reagan, and they said, in the year 1984, when Ronald Reagan's president, everybody bursts out laughing, you know, like it was so unthinkable, uh, but not totally unthinkable. He was the governor of California. You know, people forget he ran for president in 1968, and again in 1976. And in 1980, he actually pulled it off. Um, I don't think you can do that these days. No dry runs, you know, I mean, one and done. Uh, Usually you either win or you get destroyed. And uh, that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. Hey, you know what else is sad? That we're in a position now partly because of Obama and because of his minister. Now, Obama has no liking for America, no regard for us. He's always disappointed, kind of turned off by us. And who'd have thunk it that a guy who would go to this man's church voluntarily, Reverend Wright, remember him? Do you remember this story? This is Barack Obama's minister. Barack Obama was friends with this guy. And what was Reverend Wright? I think his name was Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah Wright. What was his message? We were just talking about Fulton Sheen. This is Barack Obama's personal minister. Cut 41. And then wants us to
0: sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America.
2: Wow. And you wonder why people aren't into America these days. The seeds are being planted by Reverend Wright into Barack Obama's head. Anti-American seeds. Racist seeds. And look at where we are now. It is so cool. So cool. So hip. To object to anything American. So that Jessica Chastain giving the finger to everybody saying, you know, screw, this is from me and my reproductive rights. Just horrible, coarse stuff. And we really have to rethink the Kardashians. It's almost a broken record. Talking about them, you know, I I see them as silly and irrelevant, but they're not. They're corrosive and everywhere. And one of the worst things they've done is inspire what do they call it? Young women and girls to be just like them. Now, what, what are they? Talentless and not particularly attractive. They are promiscuous and they are materialistic. And that, unfortunately, is really catching on. I'll be right back.
6: Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25-plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at Bruno. Law.com. That's FrankBrunoLaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno.
1: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Persistent rumor going around that Trump will declare for president before the November elections. There was even a rumor going around that he would do it July 4th. That is not my recommendation. That is not my recommendation at all. I think you should wait until after the midterms. Definitely after the midterms. It's way too early. He's playing it just right, right now. Just right. I know it feels... He probably feels anxious a little bit and all these people talking about DeSantis and, oh, maybe we should move on. We need a fresh face. And right now it feels very much like the other team has the ball and they're scoring points and you're falling behind. I think... Uh, If he does something uh, like declare, he'll be overreacting. It's not necessary. I understand these Capitol Hill hearings are driving him crazy. They're driving me crazy, although they're also kind of funny, and it's really amusing to catch him in lies. And they are lying like crazy. Now, this is Cassidy Hutchinson. You know, they're still talking about her from last week. Why? Because she's pretty. Just like AOC, we are becoming one of the most basket case places in in the world. I mean, if you are pretty, I guess the world is like this. You can say anything. You can do anything. And people will be like, oh, that's just so amazing. No, she's lying. No, 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 she's amazing. She's tall and slim and has a tan. It's amazing. No, she's a liar. And I'll prove it to you. She is lying. Uh, Cut 48, please. Cut 48.
5: Have you seen this note before? That's a note that I wrote at the direction of the chief of staff on January 6th, likely around 3 o'clock.
4: And it's written on a chief of staff note card. But that's your handwriting, Miss Hutchinson?
5: That's Thank my you. handwriting.
2: It's not her handwriting. It's not her handwriting. Anybody, it, it, no way in the world did a woman write that. I got it on my Twitter right now. You can go see it. At Great Kelly USA. This is a man's handwriting. And if it's her handwriting, she is a serial killer. <laughs> she has got huge problems much bigger than January 6th. She must be a serial killer, and we got to let the FBI know. Because no woman who is not insane would write that. Okay? You don't have to be a handwriting expert. You don't have to be a graphologist. Although a little familiarization isn't that bad. Hey, did anybody see this guy in the bodega? Um, you heard about the argument over a bag of chips? Well, I've seen the video. So a bodega worker... It's late at night up in Hamilton Heights, and a woman comes in there, tries to buy a bag of chips, but she doesn't have enough money, and then she leaves in a huff. She's all insulted, and she leaves. And then I guess it's her boyfriend. Some guy comes in, and he's been identified. He's uh, 37 years old, and he gets in the clerk's face, yelling at him, screaming at him, and just kind of gets in his face, pushes him against the wall. And then leans down into him in a very menacing way. Well, what's menacing about it? It's menacing if you get pushed against a wall and then a guy is leaning into your face, yelling at you. The customer was 37-year-old Austin Simon. He's getting roughed up by this guy. No, Austin Simon is the one doing the roughing up, excuse me. And the poor clerk, he is taking it and taking it and taking it. And at some point, he can't take it any longer. And he fights back and he takes out a knife. This is Jose Alba. And you can see it right on videotape. He's fighting back and he has a knife. And he stabs the guy. Looks like he stabs him. You know, it looks like actually he's punching him, but he's got a knife. This is classic self defense, classic self defense. Now, the individual, well, let's see here. <laughs> He is um he's on Rikers Island for defending himself. They want $250,000 before they let him out of jail. You got to take a look at this. This is a classic case of self-defense. Uh, and the clerk there is Jose Alba, 51. I can't believe they arrested him. You just look at this tape and you realize, okay, yeah, uh, he's being held on Rikers Island on $250,000 bail. He's due back in court on Thursday, tomorrow. I should probably show up there and cheer this guy on. Look, it's horrible that this individual uh, chose to threaten him and push him. He had to defend himself. I don't want to see anybody die. I also don't want to see people threatened, and I think you do have a right to defend yourself. This is bad stuff, bad stuff. Eric Adams, by the way, he can't be bothered. I saw him jet skiing this weekend. Did you see that? Boy, he just wants to be. That's all these politicians want. They just want to be like AOC. Maximum attention for minimal effort. He's having a good time. He puts himself on a jet ski and says, literally, look at me. It's my first time on a jet ski. They're no big deal, by the way. They're very loud, and I, I, it's not my thing. I've done it once. It's twice, maybe. Um, Jose Alba, we're on your side here. Go ahead and take a look. It's on the New York, it's, I, I just put it on my Twitter as well. Wild video shows New York City bodega worker allegedly stabbing man to death. Well, the guy's definitely dead. I don't think. I think we can drop the allegedly. I don't think he's even denying it. Um, this dude goes down. Hey, that can be embarrassing if you try to buy something and you don't have enough money. Have you ever had your credit card turned down? Talk about mortifying. That's happened to me once or twice, long time ago, but it has happened. And then what do you do? It's um, it can be embarrassing, but you don't you don't come in and punch somebody else out for your poor economic decisions. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, real quick, as we go to break, Bob has something to say about guns. What's up, Bob?
7: Hi, Greg. I was just wondering where Andre Mitchell is since Governor Adams, I mean, Mayor Adams, felt the need to make him the gun saw, And has he done anything positive yet?
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Remember that scam? <laughs> Remember that? Oh, gosh, you're right. What's his name? Andre who?
4: Andre Mitchell.
2: Huh, I don't know. Maybe they sent him back to jail. Remember, he did time in jail for manslaughter. Maybe he committed another crime. There's absolutely no follow-up these days by our press corps. None, zero. they just They just rely on whatever happened eight seconds ago. That's it. And I got to watch that watch out for that myself. All right, let me write that down. Andre Mitchell, Gun Czar. What the hell happened? Hey, when we come back, Brittany Griner, she would be, <laughs> she would be home with her wife in Las Vegas, enjoying herself right now. If President Trump were in office, but bungling Biden is trying to negotiate her release, it ain't happening. Al Sharpton to the rescue. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: Kelly, entertaining and informative
2: on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, the alleged uh, shooter in Highland Park, Illinois, may have been uh, trans, may have been uh, transgender, uh, dressing up in women's clothing, at least. Uh, That's uh, that that would suggest uh, transgender or some sort of drag fetish, potentially. Right. Maybe a little bit. Um I noticed law enforcement they, they they pointed this out but they're they're quick to dismiss it as well. Now, law enforcement has been so politicized over the past uh it's been happening for a while but especially since black lives matter. And now we see so many of them are just worried about the cancel culture mob like everybody else. Um so he was wearing Crymer Creamer. What the hell's his name? What kind of name is that? Robert Creamer. He was wearing women's clothing during the attack. But police, uh, they say they've got the answer for that. They know exactly what he was up to. Cut 43, please.
0: During the attack, Primo was dressed in women's clothing. And investigators do believe he did this to conceal his facial tattoos and his identity and help him during the escape uh, with the other people who were fleeing the chaos.
2: Well, I'm looking at a picture of... um, This individual just before the attack, and yes, wearing a skirt, but the identity is not concealed at all. There's no uh, attempt to to, to conceal his identity. This looks like him wearing a skirt. We've all seen the mugshot by now. How would that conceal his identity? Is this a minor point? Not really. I think actually they want to control the narrative. You know, transgender, T, LGBTQ, there's nothing more precious, there's nothing higher right now at this moment in American culture than the T in LGBTQ. Ooh, boy, oh boy, if I came out as transgender, just think of all the status and perks I'd have, right? I'd be unfireable, <laughs> just forever. You'd have to keep me employed forever, no matter what and i could point out all your microaggressions and oh boy if only if only well i'm not i'm not on that spectrum i'm just a i'm just a i'm just a male i'm just a man and uh not b or t or g or l for that matter but anyway um this guy creamer is i got all kinds of pictures of him women wearing his hair in a feminine fashion and wearing shall we say, um, uh, well, gender-neutral clothes at best, how does law enforcement know that right away? How do they know? How are they going to? Uh, w- and by the way, what difference does it make if Creamer is transgender? I, whatever, right? It's just, that doesn't mean that all transgenders No, it doesn't mean anything like that. But sometimes they think that. And they, don't, they think it's going to bring heat of the wrong kind. So they want to change the subject or make sure that you don't ask any more questions about that or whatever. Because T in LGBTQ, hands off T. There's nothing more sacred in America than the transgender community. (laughs) Um, Now, I notice that we really love plumbing the abyss of the uh, human psyche. If the shooter is suspected of possibly maybe one day of having right-leaning tendencies... Now, the shooter in Buffalo, remember that? It's ancient history now. What was it, a month ago? Six weeks ago? Uh, the shooting in Buffalo? That crazy guy? Well, it turned out that well, nobody really knows, but they tried to say that, oh, he must have watched Tucker Carlson. He must have been watching the Tucker Carlson show. Now, Tucker Carlson's not a racist. He doesn't espouse racism. He's a very thoughtful and interesting guy. And uh, But, no, they were just convinced that it was Republicans and right-wing media, people like me even, that bore some blame for that nut jobs activity. Cut 44. We have this toxic stew of this uh, growing right-wing ideology, easy
1: access to guns, and our permissive internet culture that sort of rewards
2: uh, sharing some of this violent ideas. This type of rhetoric doesn't just exist in the dark corners of the Internet anymore. Uh, over the last few years,
0: these ideas have been mainstreamed by conservative television personalities and
2: Republican politicians. What ideas are they talking about? Now, they're lying. They're lying. They're trying to talk about this thing called the Great Replacement Theory, okay? We're not talking... Which I, quite frankly, don't fully understand, but it's not – we're not concerned with race. We're not. We're concerned with ideas. I'll say it again. The greatest moment in the 2020 convention when Donald Trump brought those brand-new citizens and they took the citizenship oath. Remember that? And they were from all over the world, South America, Africa, Asia, Europe. They were from everywhere. And they had like the guard. You could, you could quite frankly, you could tell it was like they just walked in from the United Nations. It doesn't matter because they swore allegiance to this beautiful, amazing country of ours. They even promised to pick up arms if it's necessary. That's one of the things I liked about legal immigrants. Their commitment to America is actually greater. I mean, they may be called upon to do more stuff because they swore an oath to it than people who are actually born here. It's not about race It's not about race. So you heard that. Oh, these uh, conservative commentators and what they've been talking about. Oh, it must have motivated this guy. Well, now we have a shooter in Highland Park outside of Chicago. Look, just take one look at him. I'm sorry. This guy's got Antifa literally written all over his face. Okay? He looks just like an Antifa guy. On his social media profile, he's dressing up in women's clothes. He's got his hair in braids. And he calls himself an ultra-liberal And oh, by the way, he just shot up a 4th of July parade. 4th of July parades aren't that hip right now. Why would he be angry at that? What kind of people might find themselves at the 4th of July parade? Writers for the New York Times? I don't think so. Mara Gay, prominent writer over there, says she's triggered by the sight of the American flag. She's triggered by the sight of a pickup truck. So who's going to this stuff? Basically, conservative people. Basically. Pretty much. You got some liberals, I'm sure, but basically conservatives. So this guy probably, this is a political thing, all right? This was political. They're not talking about that, though. How dare you? Oh, no. You might offend the tees and make the mainstream media uncomfortable. So what do they focus on? Here is fresh commentary about this recent Highland Park shooting. Nothing about the shooter. Nothing about what cable TV shows he was watching. Does he like Rachel Maddow? I'd like to know. But don't ask. Cut 44. We have this toxic stew of... Wrong! Make uh, that cut 45. My mistake. Cut 45. Now, here they go. Here they go. It's all about the guns and access to them. 45.
6: There doesn't seem to be a place or an event where this can't happen.
0: Today, I'm just horribly, horribly, horribly sad. This is
7: so unacceptable that an
3: 18-year-old can have access. It's about access to firearms. You can't
1: have a mass shooting without a gun. And it's that access which is kind of the final piece of that pathway.
2: Access to weapons, high-capacity magazines, uh, weapons that are made for war. That's the other part of this that we can do something about. You see? You see the difference? It's all about access, where in Buffalo, it was all about the motivation, what the guy was watching on TV, and right-wing conservatives. By the way, right-wing, I'm going to, you know, I don't necessarily like to be called a right-winger. I guess I'm just going to own it. I'm just going to say, fine, you want to call me a right-winger? I am. The New York Times today had a big piece on Myra Flores, the brand-new congresswoman from Texas. She's a Republican, native of Mexico. She shocked the world by winning her election. Now, she only has eight months, I think, or... If that before her next election, so she may not be there. We hope she's there forever. She's fantastic. She's America first. Happens to be married to a border patrol agent. But all through the article, they're calling her right wing, right wing, right wing, and that's a bad thing. And the need to be right wing. I mean, I'm conservative. Right wing does have a connotation. I guess I'm just going to own it though. You want to call me a right winger? Call me a right winger. You're calling Myra Flores a right winger. What what are her what are her sins in the eyes of the New York Times? Let's see here. She has doubts about the 2020 election. Right winger. Doubts about the 2020 election. Uh, And that is about it. (laughs) If you have doubts about that, they're going to... Extreme views. Is that an extreme view? Is it an extreme view to point out that people in Pennsylvania voted illegally? Not really through any fault of their own, but through those corrupt state officials who re-engineered the rules? They re-engineered all the rules. They got rid of all the rules. And that was against the law. Look it up. It's in the Constitution. It's pretty amazing. Right-winger. Am I a right-winger? Do we like right-wing? I, mean, I know it's supposed to be bad, but you know what? Maybe you know, they used to get really upset when we call them liberals. They don't like to call them themselves liberals, by the way. They like to say progressive. I'm a progressive. Um, actually, you're a bunch of socialists. You're a bunch of socialists and it's scary. Hey, the Medal of Freedom, you've heard of that, right? The Presidential Medal of Freedom. John F Kennedy came up with this. It is the highest honor America can bestow a civilian. It's a beautiful it was a beautiful thing. They gave it often to high achievers in the arts and science and music and right. Now they're just giving it out to Trump haters remember the cons. Remember this guy at the 2016 convention? Mr. Khan. Now, very sadly, he lost his son in Iraq, a great patriot who died in combat in Iraq. He was a captain in the army, I believe, at the time. And uh, even though Donald Trump wasn't president at that time, he he, he took it out on Trump. He took it out on Trump and uh, became a real Trump hater, so they invited him to the convention, the Democrat convention, I don't know what the hell uh, Trump ever did to this guy, but uh, he hated and still hates Donald Trump. Okay, so here's the new winner of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, Kazir Khan, going back to July of 2016. Cut five five.
5: Donald Trump. You're asking Americans to trust you with their future. Let me ask you. Have you even read the United States Constitution? I will I will gladly lend you my copy.
2: Give that man a presidential medal of freedom because he hates Trump. They've totally I mean it's just Uh, And, you know, they say, oh, Trump attacked that man and his family. No, he didn't. He did not. He never attacked him. He raised only a couple of questions. He just said, number one, why wasn't the wife talking? And anybody who saw that speech noticed that there was a woman standing right next to the guy for 10 minutes who didn't say a word. I mean, I was looking at her the whole time like, what is she doing there? Is she going to say something? And she just stood there and said nothing. It was unusual. So President Trump, like a lot of other people, said, uh, what was with her? Why didn't she – did she want to say something? Why couldn't she say something? And regarding Mr. Khan, you know what his attack was? He doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. Why would he say that? He doesn't know me. That's not an attack. It's like maybe he'd like me if he got to know me. And maybe Mr. Khan would have. Why would he blame the death of his son? On Donald Trump, by the way. Yes, what they tried to do was exploit the so-called Muslim ban, which, by the way, wasn't actually a Muslim ban. It was a very wise uh, immigration policy to mitigate the risk of terrorism in this country, and it was upheld by the Supreme Court. They never tell you that part. I'll be right back.
1: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Uh gosh. Now they got a a former deputy press secretary for Trump to testify at the January 6th hearing. Sarah Matthews is gonna testify. Pat Cipollone is gonna testify. All these people you'd never heard of, they are desperate, uh deeply disturbed by what I saw. The swamp made all of these people resign on january 6th the message was if you want a future in the swamp you leave this guy right now sarah matthews you can go to hell all of you my goodness gracious weak 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 and i do mean weak they're afraid they're afraid they're afraid of the swamp they're afraid of cancellation they're afraid of not working again you got to do all these things you got to conform with the swamp imagine high school Imagine a high school cafeteria. Imagine the cool kids. Imagine all that stuff that you worried about back then. Status. Oh, who likes me? Who doesn't like me? Oh, what party can I go to? Where are the cool kids? How do I, how do I be cooler? How do I look like I'm not I'm cool, but I'm not cool? How do you? Oh, God, all of it is a mess. There's a reason why we don't want to be involved with high school anymore, but that's the swamp. White House Counsel Pat Cipollone will testify for the January 6th Committee. His interview will be behind closed doors. I'm seeing here at CNN. What is now? They say she he may undermine what the other one said. It doesn't matter. Look, I've seen it all. I've seen it all with my own eyes. You have too. All right, we've seen riots from July of 2020 on. No, May of 2020 on. We saw the Black Lives Matter riots. We know what it's like to torch a police station. We've seen that. We also know what it's like for the mainstream media to glorify it. I should show again tonight, maybe, on the Newsmax show at 10 o'clock, my Newsmax show at 10 o'clock, which is fabulous, by the way. I'm very proud of it. Um, how the mainstream media, they were showing people on January 6th, and I noticed, look at this insurrection. This is an armed attempt at a forced takeover of a country, and they were so, like, appalled. But I kept looking at the images, and I just say, I just see a bunch of people milling around. I, I, like, the, it didn't add up. What they were describing was not what I was seeing, or anybody else, for that matter. Natalie in Suffolk County, hello. Hi,
6: Greg. I love talking to you. I wanted to ask you a question regarding the man who called and said, Greg, why are you so pro-life? I wish I had a few minutes with that man, because if I were you the next time, I would say to him, why do you think abortion is a method of birth control?
2: Well, I I didn't really want to get into it with him. I mean, look, I thought what I did was pretty good. Cut 39, if you don't mind. I mean, this is my answer, buddy. Uh, Not you, Natalie, but he said a woman has a right to choose. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, do what she wants with her body, he said. But there are two bodies, hers and the baby's, and the baby has a heartbeat. All right, Natalie. Now, I understand if he called into your radio show, you might have handled it differently, but what would, so what would you have said? I thought I, I thought I totally shut that guy down. He was speechless.
6: Greg, you handled the hell out of it. I just get tired of hearing these people say, why are you so pro-choice or pro-life? It's nice. That's why. And you know what? We have choices. My choice is to whether I engage in sexual activity. And if I'm going to engage in that activity, I have to be responsible about it because like anything else you do... Anything you do has a pro, a con, a cause and an effect. If I eat a bunch of chocolate chip cookies every three meals of the day, I'm gonna be fat. If I engage in sexual activity, I may become pregnant. Abortion is not a choice in, of birth control. You know, I was an x-ray technician, and this is many years ago. A young woman, we were getting ready to do a procedure. I was an angiographer. And a young woman came into our x-ray room in the back of the hospital and she, can I use your phone? Okay. We let her use the phone. She was making a phone call. Well, somebody dropped her off to have an abortion at the wrong facility. She ended up at our hospital instead of the place she belonged. She was so put out. Get me, pick me up, get me to the right place. I'm already nauseous. I need this to get me out of here. It was horrific. It was a horrific experience for me and the nurse who were in the room while she went through this tirade on the phone. I understand you people with pro-choice, pro-choice. You want to make it sound like pro-choice, but you know what? There's a life involved. And it's not just being used in a dire circumstances of rape and incest. It is it is being used as a method of birth control. Um, furthermore, Greg, when somebody tells you you're a right-winger, say, thank you. Huh. And I have good reasons to be. Uh,
2: yeah, some people are still kind of spooked by that. They don't think it's good for marketing. But I think maybe we just have to uh, lighten up about it, you know, and they say, oh, the white supremacy. That's the other joke, the other joke about it all, you know, white supremacy. My gosh. You know, there is a weird white supremacy. It's there are white people out there who think that black people somehow are inferior to them and need all of this assistance and all of the condescension. That in its own way, liberals, I would say, are guilty of white supremacy. If there's any white supremacy going on around here. So many white liberals seem to think that they're better, better than other races. I've noticed. All right, Natalie, good stuff. Thank you very, very much. And all right, really, really quick, Pete and Piscataway, yes, hello, yeah,
3: hello, um, sir, request permission to disagree with you, sir. What's up? Hey, um, I almost uh, smashed my radio when you told us your view on the basketball player that whoever is the president should bring her home, that she should come home. Yeah. And the reason – and I I almost smashed
2: my radio. Yeah, I understand. I wasn't – boy, you got – you're pretty – high strung guy i mean come on smash the radio because of that anyway what's the what, what do you think why not
3: <laughs> okay i right, i right, i'll calm down mm. the first thing is i have no i have a, gr- a grudge against black lives matter but when you're, something happens to you and you're Black Lives Matter, I don't care. And I don't have uh, anything against uh, homosexuality. You know, We went through that with the word fornication a couple of calls ago. But what I do have a thing is I don't care who's president, what uh, Trump or yourself. She doesn't have to be coming come back here. I hope for the best for her. I hope she gets a fair well, shake. She's a United States but...
2: citizen. I want her back. Now, you, why shouldn't she come back?
3: She made her bed. Let her sleep in. All right.
2: Thanks, buddy. I disagree. You know, you say this is not about Black Lives Matter. You say this is not about her being a lesbian. You say all that, and then you say she should lie in her bed. I don't care what her views are. I don't care about any of that stuff. She's an American citizen. I want her home. And if Trump were president, he would have already gotten her home. They probably wouldn't have messed with her to begin with. All right? You say that stuff doesn't matter. Something tells me, Pete, it does to you. I'll be right back.
1: Uh. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Hey, Rudy Giuliani, our favorite, right? Great host, great mayor, great friend of the president. He's in the hospital. He's going to be okay, but uh, he's got to get a little uh, artery cleared, a stent put in there. And this is something that they're very good at. It used to be a much bigger deal. I think they used to have to open you up, open heart surgery. They don't have to do that anymore. So it's far less invasive, but it's still a, you know, it's a major procedure. And we're thinking about Rudy right now, Mayor Giuliani. Man, what a patriot. You know, we were just talking about those phony baloney uh, people who are getting Medal of Freedom, the Medal of Freedom, the highest honor the government can bestow on a civilian and they're giving it to that crazy soccer player with the purple hair and that Trump hater uh, Khan from the convention in 2016. A lot of weirdos getting these awards. You know who really deserves one is Rudy Giuliani. And I predict he'll be getting one in the spring of 2025 and all will be restored. Everything is law licenses. And uh, to the extent his reputation has been harmed. And it has by, well, liars. There are many liars out there. They should be defending and supporting a guy like Rudy, uh, but they're not because this moment is so utterly crazy. Up is down, down is up, right is wrong, wrong is right, all that stuff. everything is backwards, but I do believe that the forces of good will prevail, and Rudy Giuliani, we look forward to uh, having you right back here uh on the radio. Who's filling in for him by the way uh Dr Maria, oh Dr. Maria, his good friend and companion, Dr. Maria Ryan. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Hey, my father saw this coming. He was talking about it a long time ago. Um, As we made the job of cop, police officer, uh, harder and harder and worse and worse, getting in their faces and calling him racist and all that nonsense back in 2020, then you see what happens. It was inevitable. Retirements. Retirements have skyrocketed. Everyone's leaving the department. They don't want to. They don't want to. Endure this crap. Why would anybody? And Oh, by the way, you can get thrown in jail if you make a mistake. So they have to lower. Lots of people are retiring. Not many people want to join. So they are lessening the requirements. They are lowering the standards. Ready for this? Uh, New York Post. NYPD makes fitness tests easier after increased retirements. Pretty good lead here. Fat, weak, and slow is no way to become a cop. Or is it? The NYPD dramatically relaxed the fitness requirements to become a city cop amid a record wave of retirements that has made the brass desperate for warm bodies to fill the ranks, the post has learned. The department replaced a faux six-foot wall inside the police academy gym with a chain-link fence that's easier to climb, according to official recruiting videos posted online. Uh, The move came after a cell phone was used last year to record a series of (laughs) laugh-out of of out-of-shape wannabe cops laughingly trying and failing to get up and over the wall. A copy of the compilation video was obtained by the Post shows one applicant hanging his head in shame following two futile attempts. Um, The barrier surmount is one of six tasks that compromise a physical exam known as the job standard test, that would be cops, I'm sorry, that would be cops have to pass before beginning six months of training at the Academy in Flushing, Queens. Used to be on 20th Street, by the way, in Manhattan. Uh, my dad in Bloomberg opened that new state-of-the-art facility. Kind of an amazing place. I remember when it opened. You know when it opened? January of 2014. I think it was like maybe March of 2014. De Blasio had been mayor for two months. Of course, he goes there with uh, his his team. Right, my dad and Mike Bloomberg, and a number of other key officers made that happen, and they weren't invited to its opening. They weren't even acknowledged, by the way. Politics, politics, politics. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they want to boost boost the passing rate. The three minute twenty eight second time limit was in place in 2019 and extended by a full minute to 428 last year, according to the NYPD recruiting video. Uh, Let's see. If you can't pass the basic requirements for being a police officer, you shouldn't be one, a veteran cop said. In addition to easing the job standard test, the NYPD appears to have scrapped a rule that required recruits to run 1.5 miles in 14 minutes and 21 seconds or less to graduate from the academy. That qualification is posted on an official website page that features the 2019 video detailing the JST. Oh, gosh, this is bad stuff. Sources say that 1.5 mile run hasn't been officially eliminated, but the top brass were considering scrapping it with one saying so many people are retiring in droves and they have to fill these positions. This past weekend, the Post reported that more than 2,100 cops have retired or quit the NYPD. Amid a record-shattering exodus this year, exceeding the 1,500 who left the force during the first six months of 2020 amid the deadly first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is just kind of a logical fallout from all the bad-mouthing of cops that media have been doing, public officials have been doing, ordinary people in the street. I'll never forget it. It was right out there on 3rd Avenue. Huge protest in 2020. I saw a bunch of cops just monitoring it. You know, there. You know, the visible presence of law enforcement—that's a good thing, right? Until that day, and these young girls—they must have been fourteen, fifteen, sixteen—getting in their faces and yelling, yelling horrible, unrepeatable, vile, vulgar stuff in their faces. I mean, I guess they were cooped up, or the uh, but the, the, the shutdown and stuff. No excuse for that. Who's been feeding them these lies that the cops are the enemies? Well, here's one suspect. Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago. Uh she is she's bad, right up there with Eric Adams. What did she say? Oh, remember this when she said F Clarence Thomas? F. Clarence Thomas, because I disagree with him. F him. And I think she's used some other racial slurs to describe him. Cut twenty eight, please. Ever notice that if somebody uses the F... I like Bill Maher, but the audience always goes crazy when he uses the F word. If I ever go on the Bill Maher show, I might use the F word first. See what kind of reaction I get from the crowd. And it makes the guests very uncomfortable. Maybe give him a taste of his own medicine. Use that first. I'm not a big fan of it. uh, But maybe, maybe. All right, now Lori Lightfoot. A week later says that we should all clean up our act when it comes to public discourse. Cut 27.
5: The toxicity in our public discourse is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about. You know, we're not like a lot of other countries where their version of Independence Day is marked with troops and tanks. And no, what we do in the United States is we come together as a community.
2: Uh, Is that true anymore? I, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I, I, I see everybody rolling their eyes at American traditions. Even United States generals rolling their eyes at the greatness of America and saying that we have much to atone for and all that nonsense. ay 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 ay. Anyway, I am feeling good. I actually am. Um, and I know it's easy to feel terrible if you focus on all this junk. But I told you earlier in the show there, is, there are some things you can do. That will turn your life around if you are. If you find yourself drinking, I would highly recommend uh, taking the step that I did four and a half years ago: stopping. I'd also recommend get this: if you stop watching television, and I have basically removed all TV from my life except YouTube. I still like watching YouTube. I watch some fascinating um, videos of lions. You know, there are six lions. Six lions who basically run all of. The biggest jungle in Africa. Six lions, they're brothers, and they're they're incredible. Do you know what they do, by the way, to baby cubs? You know that whole thing eating their young. I never really knew what that meant. Now I know. So it's insane, and it's I, I mean they're animals. What do you want? But so here's how it goes. A male lion is walking around and meets like uh, a bunch of stranger eye li- uh, lions from another. What do they call a group of lions? A pride that he's not related to. What will that lion do? He's gonna find the baby cubs and kill them, eat them, eat them, eat baby cubs. Same species, eat them. I saw a picture of a of a big lion walking around with a half a cub. I mean, just right in half, walking around, brutal and why do they do that they do that so the mothers get very sad because they la- lost their cubs and then they want to have more cubs so they go into heat again so they're going to want to mate and they're going to want to mate with the new lion the lion that just ate their children their children cubs isn't that insane i mean that's really that's really crazy stuff we are so much better than the uh, the animals. Anyway, I watch YouTube and that's pretty much it. No TV shows for me. And I get enough sleep these days. I don't even need an alarm clock. I kind of fall asleep at around 11 o'clock and I wake up just before seven o'clock. I know if you got a long commute or whatever, you may not be able to do that. But if you think of all the nonsense that we do, how much more sleep you could get. If you got rid of some of that junk, do you play video games? Do you watch TV? You surf the Internet with no apparent reason or objective for hours upon hours. Start cutting that stuff back and you will, uh, will, it'll it'll make a very big difference. Hey, one other thing, this Jason Whitlock guy, I've heard murmurings about this. I'm not sure if I agree. You know, the shooter in Illinois, the alleged shooter, is a 21-year-old white male. And Jason Whitlock has a theory as to uh, what's going on here with uh, young white males who happen to be heterosexual. Cut six, please. Cut six. We're telling young boys,
0: particularly if they're heterosexual and have Christian views, that they're the worst people on the planet. They're responsible for everything that has gone wrong on the planet. You're horrible. And then we've normalized the way they present themselves in insanity, tattooing up their faces rapping about killing and murdering people we've normalized all of this insanity and so we can't look at a robert crema and go hey this looks abnormal because everybody's doing this he's just mimicking (laughs) what he's seen the people we're celebrating do and so we can't even say hey this isn't a proper look for a young person this isn't a proper way to present yourself why isn't it every rapper that i know that has been Super Bowl halftime or whatever, they have demonic, satanic, violent music just like the stuff Robert Cremo was producing.
2: Uh, Jason Whitlock is a 1,000% correct. I mean, it doesn't mean that everybody is shooting up the neighborhood. It doesn't lead to that. But all this demonic, uh, satanic stuff and this music and the mutilation, the self-mutilation that is happening, that is celebrated. Who's the one who just married the Kardashians? That weird tall guy who, uh, I guess he's a drummer for some band. You know who that is? He married Chloe and he looks like, I'm sorry, he looks like a corpse. He looks like Dracula. And this is somehow cool. He's totally mutilated and weird. And no one's talking about God. Whatever happened to shame? The only shame we seem to be aware of and that we're afraid of is the one that can be delivered by an online mob. But as, as to actual remorse and feelings of shame, I don't know. I think we're only worried about it for coming. What's this guy's name? Travis Barker. Travis Barker. He looks a lot like Cremo, the shooter. And what's not cooler than Travis Barker and Khloe Kardashian? Wasn't their wedding like carried live on E! Television? Ron in Lindbrook. Yes, Hello. Oh,
7: hello. I, I'm i sorry. I was listening to that last caller that when he was talking about the uh, the, the basketball player. And I do have a question, and mine is I know it's about she's an American citizen, but don't you think that someone who has such a perverted view of us because of either not being taught in school American history anymore to be proud of being American or whatever reason there may be, that um, – that there shouldn't be such a coddling of her either, though.
2: Okay, Ron, uh, she ain't being coddled right now. She's in a Russian jail. And the other thing is this. What did you say? She has an ugly view of us. How do you know that?
7: Uh, Black Lives
2: Matter. What are they? What are, no, 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 what no, no. They no, they no, no say I saying Black Lives America. Matter. Forget okay. Black Lives Matter for a second. And by the way, if you have a beef with Black Lives Matter, and I do, stop ordering anything from Amazon. Stop using your American Express card because, you know, all of corporate America went in on Black Lives Matter. And if you just went with the flow in this country, you too were going with Black Lives Matter. You weren't. I wasn't because we're conscious and aware of these things. But as she went along with that nonsense, you know, she just went with the flow. So you think we should penalize her. I want you to. Tell me those specifically, Ron, because something tells me a lot of us are making assumptions about what Brittany Griner stands for. Do you have any idea specifically? You just threw out Black Lives Matter. What else?
7: Okay. Uh, remember you, you, that she is probably elevated in her stature with young people. Probably, probably, probably,
2: probably, probably. You don't know. You don't know what the hell goes on in her head. You don't know what kind of conversation she's had. I don't know. I, I don't either. I mean, I can look at a tall, female, tatted-up basketball player who's married to a woman and make a bunch of assumptions. I can, and I think that's what you're doing, but I really don't even care. This is an American citizen. We don't just rescue the Americans that we agree with. Fair enough, Ron?
7: No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're right on that level, but I'm saying I'm talking about the coddling part.
2: Okay, she ain't being coddled, okay? That's the thing. Actually, coddling, coddling. Now, she's in shackles in Moscow. You think it's coddling to get her out of that situation? I don't. All right? This entire country is smoking dope. She made the mistake of bringing the dope, which we actively encourage here, to Moscow. Bad move. Now, you want to have her persecuted by the Russians for her political views that you're just assuming, by the way. You're just assuming because, I, quite frankly, because she looks a certain way, I don't care what her viewpoints are. I don't care if she's MAGA. I don't care if she's AOC. I want her back. And, oh, by the way, I was beating this drum the day she was apprehended. You can go back on my Twitter. I'm like, where the hell are you, LeBron? Every time time somebody stubs their toe, you cry racism. Why the hell aren't you talking about Brittany Griner? There should have been a lot more, and I was from the very earliest stages, Ron. Ron, I hope you think about what I'm saying here, because I, quite frankly, don't think you get it on this one.
7: No. I think that she should call Trump to get her out.
2: Ron, 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 Trump is no longer president, okay? I agree. Trump would have been able to get her out. Thanks, Ron. Thanks anyway. I got to go. I'll be right back.
1: Greg Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: The new fake White supremacy. Actually, it's somewhat real. It's the white supremacy that liberals feel. They feel superior, especially white liberals, to black people. They feel like they are supreme. And we'll show in fascinating detail tonight on the Newsmax show how that actually is happening. We'll also have some fascinating moments Uh, From the Bible, and something that happened to me that just, oh boy, almost knocked me off my feet, reminding me that God is real, and I hope you tune in. It's like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's almost spooky, but it's not, it's glorious. And what else? Uh, The New York Times. Every now and then you got to open the New York Times just to remind yourself, yeah, this paper is the enemy of the people. Yes, it is that bad, okay? Um, you know, I used to read the New York Times. I remember as a kid coming in to see the Empire State Building with my dad. We're on the Long Island Railroad coming in from Baldwin. And this is like in the 70s. And he said, oh, wow, this is such a great newspaper. And it was at the time. It was. And there was right and wrong. And there were things to talk about other than gender and transgender and all that crap. Um, but uh, not anymore. All right. Now, what's a, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to not take any calls regarding Britney Greiner. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't care if she didn't stand up during the national anthem. I don't care. I mean, I don't agree. I think you should stand up, and I'm all for her getting fired by the WNBA. But in America, it is your right to do whatever the hell you want. And also, though, as an American citizen, if you're caught in another country on trumped-up charges, it is the duty of our State Department and our diplomatic uh, system to get you the hell back. To get you the hell back. And with that, I'll go to Dan. He's in Key West, Florida. Key West is a very interesting place, by the way. I had to go there in 1993. That's from, there's a little Navy base there. And I flew off that base to go land on an aircraft carrier for my very first time. Dan, is that Navy base still there?
8: Yes, the Naval, naval Base Key West. And we also have Boca Chica uh, Naval Station up to Keys. And my theory on Key West is where white trash meets artsy fartsy. That being said, uh, this woman, Brittany, I
2: hate that phrase r- "artsy fartsy." By the way, I can't stand. Yeah, so it.
8: do I. That's why I said. It. I,
2: I mean, yeah, I'm not that big on busy. white trash either. All right, Dan, you're uh, you're on thin ice here. So what's up?
8: Well, um, this this I'll be on thinner ice after this. Um, this woman, Brittany, you, you know it's America. You can say what you want, whatever you say, but don't trash my country and uh, you refuse to stand for the national income, that's your right. But to to say that you don't want it played at any games that you are, and now you're in a country that's not even close to how free America is, and you're crying and you're whimpering like a little baby. Hold
2: on, Dan. Hold on, Dan, 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 Dan. You know, I saw her in court. She wasn't crying and whimpering. I'll tell you that. She wasn't crying and whimpering. And I'll tell you something else. Dan, hold on. You know what? She might come back. She might come back a changed person. (laughs) She might come back. You know what? I was all wrong about America. I believe in redemption. Her viewpoints, her activity, her habits are of no interest to me. I want her back. She's an American citizen. All right? And by the way, the guys that Trump rescued, you think it would have been right for him to find out how they voted or whether or not they supported the flag? He rescued all kinds of people in horrible situations from a prison in Turkey, a couple of prisoners in North Korea. Would it have been appropriate for him to evaluate their political loyalties? Do you think that would have been right, Dan?
8: When she comes back from America. Dan, would that have been correct?
2: Would that have been correct for him to make those evaluations? No, they would not have been. We know that. And you know what? He did not. He did not make. He did not care. Kind of like me. I want Brittany back. I'll never go to her game. I'll never buy her T-shirt, but I want her back. She's an American. She is one of us. And I'm sorry we're going to have to agree to disagree, but enjoy Key West. It is a little gem. And if you haven't been there, um, it's worth checking out. Hey, by the way, isn't it like a 10-hour drive from Miami? How far is it from Miami if you're driving?
8: Three and a half hours, one road in, one road out. Unless you get an accident, and then you can sit there for 10 hours.
2: And there's a little Especially town.
8: You have to medevac somebody in or out.
2: Yeah, uh, it's kind of fascinating. I never drove there. I just flew in and out. Uh, I Oh, shoot, there's the music. I got to go. Hey, Patricia, Rich, Andrew, I apologize. I got to run. Uh, to be continued tonight at 10 o'clock on the Newsmax show, 10 p.m. I hope you don't mind the hours. I'm loving them. See you tonight for a very special show. And Rudy Giuliani, please get better soon. Get better soon. He's in the ICU. He's going to be okay, but a prayer won't hurt. Bye-bye.
4: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right.